Welcome to our lockdown episode. I'm Sharon. I'm Timothy. I'm Joe. We have decided to meet and talk about the lockdown in general, movie watching during the lockdown, and the things we've watched that we would want to talk about during the lockdown. Generally, we have had these kinds of episodes with catch-up episodes, so it's semi a catch-up episode on lockdown. Okay, let me start with you, Timothy. First, give me like a lowdown on what your experience is during lockdown. Like, how often do you watch stuff? Are you like watching <laughs> every day? Like, that's the thing I'm firstly most curious about. <laughs> like, how has your movie watching routine changed during this time? Are you running down like a hundred movies so far? Like, <laughs> first, give me that lowdown. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, personally, I have, I have, I've been, I've been trying to at least do one a day. Yeah. There are days where I miss, but I've been trying to do. I think in the beginning it was a bit more difficult. Yeah. You know, like I think when the lockdown started, that's when it was a bit harder, because you know, I think the situation was a bit strange for everyone. So it was a bit weird. I think I went like a week or so without watching anything really. Yet I'd even been watching prior to that. But then afterwards, like I kind of like just put it as a challenge to myself to watch one one every day because there's a lot of stuff I hadn't watched, like old stuff, and there's a lot of like 2019 stuff I hadn't seen, and I was like, I have all this time. So I figured, I was like, why not, why not just give it a try and watch, use this, use this lockdown period because I was constantly trying to use time other times to get it to, to watch these movies. So I figured now I might as well use all this free time to just catch up I know in the beginning it was hard, as I said before, but I think right now I'm in a rhythm, so I just keep watching. I just keep watching. <laughs> it's just keep my mind maybe off of all the other stuff that's going around, you know, the politics, the conspiracy theories. I just keep watching movies. I'm actually really resorting to the escapism right now. Yeah, I think that's my my lowdown. Are there some days you watch like five things, or you're just going through a, uh, about one a day for sure? Ah uh, no 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 I I I can't do five I think it's, it's usually one and if I really push it it's going to be two because <laughs> I don't know maybe there was that pleasure from stealing time trying to find that time in between to kind of like get binge watch three movies there was something about that I don't know maybe the the, 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 the there's some happiness I don't know it gave me the serotonin in my brain I don't know but then right now because there are all there's there's all this other stuff going around like real life stuff that you really can't ignore even with movies. I just try to watch one. I watch one daily. If I really like have time, so I start in the morning, maybe in the night is when I'll add like a second one. So it's usually one or two, then I'll skip a day, watch one, two like that. But like watching three, five, four, binge watching, even like a series, has been really hard. Okay. And Joel, what has been your experience with movie watching <laughs> when you have that time for starters? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing Tim say one a day. What? That's that's some legendary <laughs> stuff, man. <laughs> since, so this is quarantine started. I think the only like movie movie that I tried to watch that I'd never seen before was was uh, Equilibrium, and yeah, that didn't really go as well. <laughs> I watched it like bits and pieces, and that was it. Uh, I've mostly just been watching uh, series. Uh, my quarantine started out weird as well. 
uh, extra, extra weird because I got even busier than I was before the quarantine started. Before the quarantine started, it's like, oh, stuff was coming in slow, slow, then it's just a mountain of stuff dropped, surprisingly, while I was also losing a bunch of other gigs and stuff. But yeah, uh, I spent like the first month uh, working on uh, on a show, which we put on NBS, actually. Um, it was like a kid's show. There was like this whole COVID-19, like hyper-response thing that was going on at the beginning, especially with schools. Uh, we have, were friends with a headmistress and we got together and like shot a couple of episodes, like a kid's show, which was interesting. Uh, or like understaffed, under-resourced, but, but like, I didn't take it for granted. It was like so happy. I was like busy, like for that first leg <laughs> of COVID, because like all this crazy stuff, of course, was happening every day. But at least like my mind was like super occupied on something else. So for me, the real quarantine started in like no, in April, like mid-April. Is when our things slowed down. <laughs> and I think I was still in that in that cast stage team was in where like could barely watch anything just like like now processing in real life like now that stuff has slowed down uh what getting back into is series uh not so much movies i think my brain is wired for like long over arcing stories and stuff like at least i'll commit to one kind of thing and watch it over a few days and hoping from one to the other but yeah that's basically been experience so far first of all that sounds yeah. cool but whatever you are doing for tv that sounds interesting why don't you send us and we see what was that <laughs> <laughs> i know i know yeah. <laughs> there's a show called uh it's called crested kids uh, so sbs was on uh, sato at like 8 a.m um at like, at like what time <laughs> 8 a.m. on Saturday. Hey, what? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to check it out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Fine. Yeah, it's tomorrow morning. Where we do morning. Yeah. yeah. I, hope, I hope it's still in the air, man. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. So, yeah, so it was that. I think I'd also be, yeah, I started doing art portraits as well. Yeah. Yeah. So at least I've found some some kind of digital hustle a bit, bit to like <laughs> put some money in the pocket. But but yeah, these these are like strange times we're living in. It's like <laughs> I can vouch for your portraits because uh, you made me one also. Thank you. So Ooh, I can. Nice. Yeah. Why? Well, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> On my end, I, I'm I'm right, jealous. Sharon, what have you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us. I'm really jealous that you guys have like come out of that funk of not watching movies because it has been the reverse for me. <laughs> I started out this quarantine strong, like proper catching oh. up with my watch list, like in those first days, because. I think I stopped working like on the 23rd of March. And yeah. 
I looked at the, at my my watch list and letterbox. I was still seeing interesting things, you know, looking at old stuff, <laughs> things on my last one, you know. I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then suddenly, I really couldn't watch a movie. I would start something and look at the story and find no interest in it whatsoever. Even the, the even sometimes I would not pass the logos when the logos are just showing. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I can't do this, and it has even gotten worse. Like now, <laughs> like um, yeah. I, I even try to psych myself because we're going to do this podcast. Like now, let me watch something interesting to also to add in, yeah. and nothing. The only thing I can watch, like Joel, is things that are long. I have. I'm now on my second rewatch of Superstore because Superstore is like my comfort food. So that's my <laughs> second rewatch. Yes, um, you, you got me hooked on that stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the killer one, which I just can't even deal with, is I had a. There's when I can. I watched two seasons of a reality show called Love Island of British people just doing nothing yeah, yeah. in a big house. You've heard of that reality yeah. show? Two yeah, yeah. I, I saw it around, yeah. Two whole seasons. Do you know how many episodes are in those seasons? Like 45. <laughs> 45. My God. It's like an anime or something. Great. It was like <laughs> it, So that's how bad. And it just gets worse as we... I feel, I feel like my brain is losing hope in a restart instead of feeling more... <laughs> Ordinary, like getting used yeah. to it, it's more like I'm yeah. not in a yeah. worse slump. So most of the things I'll talk about really <laughs> are stuff that I I watched in the beginning. Occasionally, yeah. although the one thing that's a bit special is I can only watch when I'm watching with someone. So when I'm watching with mm. someone, I can think I'm I'm more engrossed in their enjoyment of the thing. So I usually rewatch stuff yeah. with someone, and I'm like, okay. But then the problem yeah. is people have their own taste. I like I tried I wanted I was excited to watch Fast Reformed again and then I put it on and I was like, no, we don't want. No, I can't watch Fast Reformed. <laughs> <laughs> really, Fast Reformed, man. That, that's too heavy. That's you too know? heavy. <laughs> but in that moment when I was watching with them, I was in it. But as soon as they were like, no, I was like, yeah. My quarantine has not been great. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, now let's go around and talk about things we want to talk about. Anything that has stood out for you during this quarantine? Tim, I guess we start. Okay, there's also been this issue of like with all this time that we have. Of course, there's the use of social media and just spending time reading stuff, consuming information. And of course, yeah. there's been a lot of like politics, conspiracy theory, mm. you know, social stuff that has been mm. discussed around. And I think like yeah. there are some movies in particular that have, the movies that probably uh, in a way relate to some of those things that I've seen and like, that have actually caught my interest in this time are the ones that I think I'll point out here and there. Like, let me point out the two. Uh-huh. One is on Netflix. That's a contagion though. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I even, I even, I even no. have like, I even. I have yeah. like a whole, I have like, I have like a part, I'll talk about that one later. I'll talk about those movies later, the, the, the epidemic yeah. movies, pandemic movies, or not, not. 
and yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll say uh, one one issue has been like one issue has been like employment because of the way the lockdown has happened and people needing to work and like to sustain their families all that kind of thing people who are who are basically just tittering on say the poverty line are now completely like broke they have really nothing to go for so there's this movie i watched i think i watched it actually before the quarantine called sorry to bother you it's a british movie mm-hmm. by ken lodge so and it's basically about this guy who works these gig jobs basically he, he buys this van that uses to like work for a transportation company say you me and Tim, Tim Tim you've said the yes. wrong title it's sorry i missed you not sorry to bother you sorry to bother oh, you yeah sorry oh yeah yeah, yeah actually sorry, sorry. I, i'm confusing yeah. it with the other lucky stanfield movie yes it's <laughs> sorry i missed you sorry yeah. i missed you actually yeah sorry my bad my bad so that movie uh that movie actually i like the way they kind of show the plight of the breadwinner of the family the main okay he has he, him and his wife both work but he kind of has this thing of he has to be the breadwinner and support his wife and his son and like even through sickness uh, through battering he loses his truck he kind of has to go and like in the final scene he's been battered his truck has been uh, he lost he lost like goods he's now in debt to the company that he's delivering for but despite of all that he's like i need to get out there and still work regardless of whatever is out there and that's kind of like the plight i've been seeing of some people like you know some people who really survive day to day and how the lockdown has affected them so that movie kind of resonated on that level then i'd say another movie that was again a bit more political that is actually on netflix is the platform and the platform uh is like it's uh i'd say a kind of psychological thriller and in the film there are people who are trapped in this uh, i would say like uh, a tunnel it's like a vertical tower of sorts but with number like with a number of like a number on, like there are too many floors on it that even the people who are inside that structure don't know how many floors upwards or downwards are there actually so and there's this system of where by the, when they're delivering food to these prisoners in this uh, they start from the top with you know everything kind of re, uh, the, the, the meal put together you know there's the dessert mm-hmm. and everything and by the time it gets to the bottom there's basically scraps so kind of also that thing and you know there have been issues like say welfare and like for distribution to the needy in this time and kind of how people are worry, constantly worrying about corruption and embezzlement of resources even in such a time of like of crisis connected with me in a way so those are, those are like two films which are a bit political that in this time I kind of really hold on to and I think I will remember them probably the time I'm watching them in also kind of had an impact in like making them better for me yeah I think that's it That's a good way to start. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So relevant, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I did that intentionally. So. Nice. Nice, nice. <laughs> Joel, tell yeah. us. Follow that act. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'll start with the only serious one I have also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I watched this movie called Doze, I think from 2019. How do you spell it? Uh, which yeah. I think one, uh, D-O-S-E-D, Doze or Doze. I think yeah. it's Doze, yeah, Doze. Okay. Okay. So like, it was about this this woman in uh, Canada, I think there was like two filmmakers documenting it, I think they were friends of hers, and she was, I think, hooked on, I think, heroin and like a bunch of other stuff and she'd been like trying for years to get off of it so like this film like digs deep into just the pharmaceutical industry itself where like 
the drugs they give you to like get off the hard drugs you're on are in themselves addictive and like how the pharmacists get like paid extra to push certain drugs on people and like all this stuff was crazy so this was like an alternative medicine uh type of documentary uh which i tend to approach with mild skepticism uh but like the treatment that they they offered here for what like get off drugs was basically doing shrooms and some some root i forget what i wish i remembered what it was the some some weird root uh hallucinogen hallucinogenic thing from like uh north africa i forget what exact country it was but yeah apparently they would like give her that shit and like you didn't have to go like through the pain of withdrawals and stuff it was like nuts <laughs> the like all these underground um psych psychiatrists who are like uh, practicing and offering these therapies and apparently i think i discovered with, with mushrooms apparently they can like completely rewire your brain like like a hard reset it's like all the shit that your brain has sort of wired itself to be like default hooked on and like all this stuff can be like sort of reset and like give you that chance to like uh like bounce back uh but of course with those hallucinations because they, they also don't operate the same way the process stuff does because instead of helping you like escape from your problems it's like you have to confront your problems like head on so all the bad shit and all that stuff to, to like force to process it <coughs> hey corona um so like you're so silly <laughs> 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 man, I covered my nose, man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a crazy movie. So like so like yeah, there are all those big themes about like uh the pharmaceutical industry and how like how like profits get in the way of actually like treating people. Um so was this chick going through this therapy that was basically unlicensed and like unrecognized by like the big pharmaceutical companies health industry at large uh but she managed to come through it and it's like such a slog because it's like it's, it's very like cinema verite stuff actually it's just you're just watching this human go through everything or she's like lying about like oh I'm not been doing drugs or like like all this stuff you go through the whole emotional roller coaster of this she's like 30 something i think mid 30s year old woman who's like trying to get off of drugs and like get her life back and everything and yeah it's, it's a very powerful story i would highly recommend to everyone i think it i think it won i don't know if it was at sundance or wherever but i think it it won something at a film festival somewhere um but yeah that movie was also hard to find uh in uh <laughs> not 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 so not so what legal means um uh-huh <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's a very very good movie I was, I was glad i i found a way to watch it um but yeah those highly recommend okay sounds deep so i think oh. that Yeah yeah. Yeah. I want to I'm, I'm going to look for that one. Definitely. Yeah. 
Um, I watched the platform team, but I don't want to talk about your it. Your turn, now. your turn. It's my turn, yeah, but I don't want to talk about it now because my thoughts are not nice. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a conversation for another day. <laughs> the thing I've been wanting to talk about, I definitely want to talk about that I watched early, early, early in the lockdown time was the Mad Max trilogy. Those first three movies okay. with Mel Gibson are so good. I, I kept, I was quite stunned by them first of all i when my when fury road came out there was this, mm-hmm. like because it's not really like it's a new mad max not a lot of, not a lot of rewatches i felt like people weren't encouraging people to watch the other movies because there's no connect they, there's a connection they're quite similar but because they're not connected <laughs> but i yeah. think they are so yeah. worth watching i was it was like my best day of, of watching, of movie watching. And mostly the second one. It's why I liked mm. it so much. It's like a yes, good. The best. Yeah, it's like a good look at him doing Fury Road on a small budget. And that's insane mm. because he was still able to achieve a lot of the things. And just to watch him do, be so creative on a smaller scale is insane. Yeah. Road Warrior mm. is so good. Road Warrior is so much like Fury Road, but the car runway mm. that they use is so short. It's also mm. Mad Max is not talking a lot. He's just an enigma still, although he is the main character. Mm. Unlike in Fury Road, where Furiosa is basically the main character, he's yeah. still such an enigma. Mm. It's so intriguing. I've been really taking, like, after watching the films, I really dug into. Mm. How, how he achieved that stuff and recently also people have been bringing up Fury Road a lot I don't know Tim if you've seen on Twitter how Charlize no. Theron is now tweeting a lot about Fury Road oh yeah Road. yeah they, yeah they posting the pictures yeah they announced a new one yeah. coming out but it was nice and it's also wow. like a, a good picture for now I really found it quite fascinating for now because of how all the bad guys all the bad guys have this thing of of use our own analogy of how someone has been in power and for such a long time they are not fundamentally bad people but they've been in power for so long they get to the point where they 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 think they're doing a good thing but they are not really doing a good thing they're still being selfish yet fundamentally ah, his villains are quite complex and in the third one the third one tina Turner is the bad is the big bad yeah which is yeah. so cool. Standard <laughs> yeah. of yeah. Great for culture moment. Yeah. I got a great, great song as well. Epic song. Yeah. yeah. And Standard yeah. is not good in its second half. But that first half yeah. is so yeah. good. But the, the, So much fun. I know. It's so much fun. And the fact that it's Tina Turner, for me, I was so in it the entire time. Exactly. Yeah, she yeah. tells the whole movie. Yes. It was so cool. Then I look at some of the things he did. Like he has horrible rap scenes in the first two, and then in the third, he didn't yeah. have oh, yeah. Mad Max. He definitely didn't have it. Like you see him progressing. Another cool thing mm. is how, like in an interview after, I can't in between one of the movies, there was a, a a critic who asked him in an interview, like, "Would you imagine Mad Max being a woman?" And he was like giving the same points people give whenever that thing comes up. It's like, what? No, it would never work. Da, 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 da. 
<laughs> he ends up doing Furiosa mm-hmm. and he's so fascinated by yeah. Furiosa. Just looking at the time loop is insane. And a cool thing is also how like how he came from a medical background. Did you know that George Miller was uh, like doing medicine well before he became a filmmaker? Nope. I, I did not know that. <laughs> and, and then the first one is the weirdest movie. It's not cohesive. It's one of those like mindfuck movies where you're just looking at shit happen and yeah. not quite getting what exactly. the fuck is happening. <laughs> and it's insane. It's because awful time. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I dug it. I'm like, what? And then finally, like looking at the step between the one and the two is and great time capsule of a filmmaker finding himself in the film that he had as an idea. Oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would really... It's like the biggest thing you would encourage someone to see is the Mad Max, the Mad Max movie. Yeah. And then if you want to yeah. add on the mindfuck, then after that, watch Happy Feet. And you're like, what? <laughs> Happy Feet? I know, such... Such you're a like, big... What? Because he <laughs> directed Happy Feet. You're yeah. like, why would Oh, he... yeah, I forgot about that. The penguins. The think... dancing penguins. Yes. Oh. He actually has an Oscar for that, I think. Yeah, that's his only Oscar. No, his first Oscar. His first, he got... Uh, his the, first. His first Oscar was for that. But I almost wish that was his only Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It would be, be hilarious, I think. Yep. Yep. Great, oh, great. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. So, Tim, go on your next one. Yeah. The next one, uh, actually, it's good that you talked about the Mad Max, the Mad original, the original three Mad Max movies, because I also wanted to talk a bit about, you know, the doomsday apocalypse type movies, as we said, uh, the, the pandemic films, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really have tried... I have not watched Contagion and I've refused to watch like anything related to anything of the sort of like an outbreak. I've really tried to avoid that. But then there's <laughs> but then there's there's one there's one movie that I thought was like the complete opposite of what the the, the pandemic film is like, you know, the Doomsday film. And I think that it's called Relaxer. The film called Relaxer. And it's not a great movie, but I like the concept because uh, there's this there's a, the, the idea is that someone uh, the world is ending. It's Y2K. Y2K is approaching, and he has to finish mm. the game. Like uh, a Pac-Man, a level of Pac-Man is like this unreachable level of Pac-Man. That this, and he has to sit like on his couch <laughs> for those six months leading up to Y2K and the whole thing. Pac-Man is basically the complete antithesis of like a doomsday pandemic movie. It's like this guy just sitting in place while everything around him is going to unravel. And like he's unpacking, so part of his like own trauma, probably why he's such a relaxer or slacker in that, in that sense. So that was one movie I would say it's like the complete opposite of what you'd say is a pandemic movie or is apocalypse film. It's an interesting way. Yes. It's from what year? Yeah? I think 2017, 2017, 2018, around there. Oh. So, but I watched it during this thing and it was really good. Relaxer, you should check it out. Is it on any streaming platform or it's for downloading? No, 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 it's for downloading. This one is for downloading. I'd seen it for a while, but I don't know what made me watch it. But when I watched it, it was like, this is so the perfect time to see such a movie. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> it would have been weird like in another time. It would have been weird in like no, probably no more time. 
But right now it actually makes a lot of sense for someone who just sits through the apocalypse, basically. Nice. Okay. Joel, we can do series, by the way. Don't feel limited to movies. Cool. Cool. No, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm out of movies already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so actually, ironically, as you were talking, um, yeah. I sort of realized my next one is also vaguely like related to like a doomsday end of the world scenario, but in a very roundabout way. Um, <laughs> so like on Netflix, I watched uh, Castlevania, like I finally caught up to like season three. And Castlevania is basically it's based on like this old game from back in the day where you're fighting through Dracula's castle, basically, like save the lands or whatever. But like what Netflix does with the series, it's like the bad guys are basically the protagonists, which is just a delicious prospect. Because <laughs> like Dracula is for all intents and purposes, sort of framed as a protagonist of the story, and is like his whole mission is to have this culling of the human race and it is a gruesome <laughs> fucking like doomsday scenario <laughs> but, but like they get you on board with it of like humanity is like completely irredeemable and stuff <laughs> um it's very <laughs> it's a very dark series it was and i found it weirdly cathartic <laughs> <laughs> and i think i really I really fell in love with it, uh, season two, because they had this amazing black character, uh, which I wasn't fully expecting in the medieval sort of setting. And thankfully, they also did it well, because I usually hate when they, you know, like when they like just have, like, like remember the whole black Achilles thing? Uh, it was like a big thing. I think when BBC did some Troy series or something, and people are up in arms, it's like we're mm-hmm. again black people just because he was like this this dude was like <laughs> no you didn't hear of that thing no i don't think no. i did i didn't hear about that oh yeah it was it was a whole thing anyway it, it's it's really the i think it was mostly just the british that were like pissed off with it no one no one else really gave too much there's <laughs> 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 so a very, very small outrage like in a corner yeah. somewhere. a corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, this is this amazing like black character uh like comes through as like a slave, but he's like super intelligent. Everyone's like a psychopath. He has this whole thing with like us, you know, self-flagellation, where like you beat your those guys that beat themselves on the backs with whips. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the religious yeah. monks there, like monks and stuff. Exactly. And apparently he like loved his master, whatever. The master was like, "This is how I show you love by beating you, whatever." So he grows up with these fucked up views of like love <laughs> and like human beings, and like they just give <laughs> no fucks about like wiping yeah. out everyone. <laughs> and it's like season two, especially, I would recommend because it it starts to get like. Uh, uh, season one is more 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 of like a basic video game thing of like there's there's, there's Dracula then there's a traditional hero and like a band rallies like take him on, but then like the second one has all these politics. There's like this whole there's like a global vampire community and stuff, and like they they have to like come together because Dracula calls them to like wage this war on humanity, 
and then there are all these like inner politics and scenarios. This thing vampires keeping people as as like pets and stuff. Like it really dives into into like the politics of that universe to like a ridiculous degree. It is so well thought out and so believable and so like scary plausible. Because uh, you, you sort of have this divide where like the the, the, the younger vampires like want to like conquer the human race and make us livestock. So they keep referring to humans as like we're putting the, the food to the livestock and <laughs> like keep them in pens and like rear them properly. Yeah. But Dracula is like, no, I just want to kill everyone. These guys are like, but won't have food after. <laughs> it's like... It's a, so I anyway for, for me also I found really cathartic. It's a very doomsday scenario. It's a lot of death and misery <laughs> and just the world is going to shit. But it's almost cathartic to like sort of see these guys like sort of embrace it, like embrace the madness. Like the world goes mad. Everyone is still like living though. Like life is going on. People still like falling in love and like doing all these other weird things. So it's also really hopeful as well. Um, so I'd highly recommend it, even if you're not like an anime anime fan, because uh, it's also not like a heavy watch. Each season is like six or so episodes, six to ten, and they're like twenty minutes each. So it's a very like comfortable thing to like watch through. Dope adult entertainment. If you're into Game of Thrones, yeah, you you really like this one as well. Cool. Cool, that's, cool, that's cool. That's my second one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Definitely check it out. So my next pick is motivated by a feeling I got while I was watching. I reached a point where I wanted to only watch like very female centric movies, like hardcore uh <laughs> girly all that way. So then I, I rewatched Bring It On. You guys watched Bring It On, did you? In your life? Yes. <laughs> Now. Yep, yep, I've seen it <laughs> a long time ago. No, no. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Oh my god! Now that's the the all of them part, I failed. But I watched the first one. Uh, so I had watched it, of course, like a million times when I was younger, and even when I was watching it, I could almost say back most of the words because I'd watched it that much. Rewatching it, I realized the film is like. A proper masterpiece. A proper, proper masterpiece. And what was more fascinating is how the politics <laughs> will withstand today, which is insane. Mm-hmm. It's very campy, <laughs> of course. But the politics are so of today because it is a film about cultural appropriation. A word that is used a million times these days on the internet. Mm-hmm. Because I remember that there was a black... Yep. Yeah, I, when I was here, I don't know, I used not to see those things. I just remember being happy about the chairs because the chairs were what used to take me there. Just seeing them cheering. I knew there was a black team, mm. there was a white team, but the argument even between them is something that I didn't remember. I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah I didn't remember that Kristen Dunst had stolen the black girl's moves. And then they were doing them in a very white girl way, and then they were selling it. I'm like, what? And the character herself, Christian Dunst, is insanely good. <laughs> it really kills me. And they don't even mess it up to the point that when 
Kirsten Dunst character comes and tries to give them money in order to go for the competition, they refuse it. So, like, they're real on this mm-hmm. shit of no white saviors. I'm like, what? This is so... <laughs> this is, this, this, someone could write oh. down. <laughs> so, how were they this walk back then? <laughs> So I was, was that the same time like Coach Carter came out, those movies? I need where, to like, watch Yeah, yeah, that was the period. Yeah, they're like those things of like other oh, poor yeah. inner city kids that are like mm-hmm. being like, left behind and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so even the... Remember even the, the Great Iron Gang? Which one? Mm, mm. With The Rock, The Rock being like a mentor at some street kids, uh, gangster kids and stuff, it was... <laughs> There's a big, there's a period where those movies were really like the, the in thing. Yeah. yeah. I I really liked even the way her relationships are handled in the film. Properly handled very well. It's in a, like the triangle between them. And even when she finds out the guy is cheating, it's just so well done in ways that people have a copycat way of doing these days, which just do so similar. But with this, it just felt quite different. So I really liked them. I was like, what? And I felt the same way when I watched recently Love and Basketball. I'm like, no way, masterpiece. All like <laughs> movies, which, yeah. I was, which I watched back then and were just entertainment. Me, when you watch them again, it's like, whoa, this was nice. Like I see why yeah. people still remember these films. And yeah. going now, Joel, when you say you watched all of them, all the other Bring It Ones, I tried to watch the second one, which, no, not the second one. There's one that had Solange Knowles. It's, it's terrible. Oh. It's like they're trying to do, this is where you see like Bring It On, the first one is a full-blown masterpiece because they try to replicate that same thing and they do it so poorly because they're trying to do the same thing, the racial thing, the disadvantaged black people, da 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 I'm like, this is so bad. I couldn't finish it. Yet, yet, yet I'm in a place where I can watch trash. But some trash is too much trash. And those, second, those other bring it down are, no. <laughs> They're not, really bad. They are so bad. But, <laughs> but that first one, guys, masterpiece. Proper. Yeah. I'm all in for that. If you want, like, proper mindless, just campy. Campiness is good for now when you don't want to think really a lot because they lay it out for you yeah for sure. yeah yeah, yeah. True. True. Tim, your next one yeah yeah so uh i think i'll go into the point of like uh, this whole lockdown thing also there's also been this issue of before i was used to watching alone on my own time really what i wanted but now with the lockdown and having people around family stuff like that it's you get it's it's just yeah. you have to get stuff that actually caters to everyone. Yes. So uh, I would have to say like of course, yeah. So I'd have to say getting stuff like family movies. Like I've really been trying to like I think my my sense has been off on those kinds of movies. So I've been, there's been a lot of hits and misses. But then there've been things like you know the other half of it, which is like uh, mm. I think it's it's it as a romantic comedy or romantic drama. I don't know the other half of it and uh, stuff like Extraction, the Chris Hemsworth movie. You know those it's movies. It's the lesbian really... one on Netflix, eh? Yeah, yeah, the other half of it, yeah. It's, yeah, there's like a triangle. There's like a triangle, and you know that's the stuff like if you're with say your sisters or those are the, that's the stuff yeah, that they, they you probably entertain well. them with, yeah. Then yeah. if you're with the, the guys, there's stuff like Extraction, you know, Chris Hemsworth uh-huh. movie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very mm-hmm. action and all that. Then also series, because you said we should talk about series. Maybe I would talk about Queen Sono, because <laughs> I think that's the one I tried to get, because, you know, it's like from Africa and it's a Netflix mm-hmm. series. It's the one mm-hmm. I kind of got and tried to make people watch as something that would be like kind of, I don't know, should I say general happiness? I don't know, maybe that's a bad term if I say general happiness. Mm-hmm. But then Queen Sono, that's what I watched. And it wasn't bad, actually, because I, I was impressed with the production value, first of all, mm-hmm. of the series. Mm-hmm. And I liked how kind of the series intertwined, you know, the, the, the politics, the racial politics of South Africa with uh, story of the character and the story of the whole thing. That's some, that's the kind of stuff that I've been watching, stuff that really caters to all people. But I think Queen Sono was a big hit. People were actually shocked when I showed them. I was like, hey, this series South Africa and Netflix and actually watched and they were actually wait, they actually dying to see the second season. And the other yeah. stuff like extraction, you know, that that's action. It's definitely mm-hmm. going to entertain people. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. if, and, and, you know, on the night, like when you don't want to over analyze stuff it's something that's easy it's easy on the eye it's mm-hmm. fast it's, you can rewatch it's very watchable also and yeah the rom comes also i think the other half of it is the one i'll point out yeah so kind of trying to find that general the, the films that people trying to get in tune with other people and seeing how there are like no new films coming out uh, new stuff, trying yeah. to find interesting stuff that many people can enjoy has been something I've also been trying to do the animations too. So I'd say right now, onward. I watched onward recently. Is it onward? Good? And then on, onward is really good. At least I, I think I think it's like for me as a, as a, as a firstborn son. Like for me, it's like probably the movie like first like firstborn sons. Probably after watching it, you feel seen. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it kind of addresses it's a very guy. It's a kind of the relation between the dad and the son. Is, that's kind of like the poor thing I'm, uh, at the heart of that. Then also trolls, oh, stuff like trolls. Trolls, you know, world, trolls tour. world tour. <laughs> you know, you have <laughs> to get that for the kids. Oh, you get <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to get, and the kids love it. The kids love it. They rewatch that thing. I listen to those songs like every day. I'm just sitting here losing more. So, uh, I'll say those. Those are like, I try and find those movies that everyone can get engaged in. It's also been a very interesting thing about this lockdown. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So for my third one, surprise, surprise, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so, a, so this animated series that was in, that was on Cartoon Network, like, I think maybe seven or so years ago. And it sort of took place around Star Wars episode one to three. Uh, so it's a long-running series. Um, like tr- I'm trying to explain it without getting into too many details that won't even mean anything. <laughs> if I try to explain them to you. But I mean, what I'll say with, with that particular kid's show, because... The movies that it's the period of time it's set in is like when the Jedi are like massacred and like evil wins, basically. So you basically have this this TV show, this kids TV show that's supposed to end with the bad guys winning. And when Disney bought Star Wars, they like stopped doing that series and did their own shit. But they decided to throw us a board now and like 
let the guy finish his last season. And for people that have like grown up watching that series and stuff, it was like very well um, handled. Like you, like it, it got into a lot of the deep political stuff that the movies didn't have enough time to get into because there's a lot of sci-fi tropes like uh, the implications of like the humanity in like clones and like as expendable people uh the stuff like uh i guess yeah brotherhood family all that blah 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 um it's star wars uh so it was it was nice i think for fans it was a nice uh rinsing out the bad taste of uh <laughs> episode uh, was it nine that was a hilarious movie anyway <laughs> But like yeah, it was it was nice to see some good-ish Star Wars. Like I think the current climate is no one really cares as much. I'm also kind of in that boat of like I'm just Star Wars out. Like I'll, I'll still watch whatever comes out, but it's like like after that last movie, it's just like eh, you know. So yeah, that's my, that's my last week. Otherwise, for the most part, I've been just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> I think more than movies. <laughs> oh. Not, yeah, yeah, like every every single random, like from people talking about the the woke things to like historical documentaries. Vice, I've watched so many Vice documentaries. My God, Whoa. like I think I've cleared the whole channel. By the way, like I behind <laughs> behind watching OG videos. And yeah, it's been it's been nice actually. Um, feeling like I'm educating myself on stuff as well. Uh, been mostly watching stuff on like philosophy, history, mm. and it sort of like helps like frame a lot of the chaotic thoughts about like the situation that we're in now, like where to go from here. And it's like it's it's been uplifting. Just see how much shit like human beings have survived over the centuries um because yeah as 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 like seeing um like the saying like the like there's people that like lived through world war one and the spanish flu the great depression world war (laughs) two like their whole lives was just like shit (laughs) like all the way till like 1990 or something where they're like old as fuck and then the world like changes all of a sudden. Um, so yeah, been nice to get big picture things like that. And also just watching stupid videos. I recommend a channel called Mac Does It. It was like <laughs> this. Yeah, that dude is hilarious. Like this what does he do? Chubby gay dude. What does it? What's on um, that what doesn't he do? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you really enjoy it. It's like this. He's like this chubby gay dude who he does like reaction videos. I think the first of his videos I saw he was reacting to like homophobic like ads. He's reacting to like the Met Gala. He reacts to like but he reacts to anything. Pretty much anything you feel. Yeah. And like for me that's been my light, light entertainment. Because his videos are like short and digestible. It's just this human like screaming and yelling nonsense for like ten minutes. <laughs> so like, whenever I need like a quick quick PLP, yeah, he's really good at like getting me there. Yeah, that's it on my end. Sharon. 
Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm jealous you watch like useful things on YouTube. Because eh, YouTube. Come on. Come on, you want to YouTube. You're in a completely different corner of YouTube. First of all, wow. I eh, different corner. I see people doing like conferences, webinars, zooms on the covid with I'm like who tune into these things like but <laughs> no no you know <laughs> I just can't oh, I first of the, the content I consume mostly like streaming at all I there's there's a there's a website called the film stage they've been doing like a a, a streaming thing where they stream a cinephile game night I watched that thing oh. like, like it's a whole I and it's it's interesting by the way and I like it because they do like yeah, it's it's check it out. yeah I I mm, when I watch it I like I have to tell you guys about it they do like for example they will do like okay they'll say an actress like Angela Bassett then you go around mm-hmm. and you have to keep saying films in her filmography until mm-hmm. like the the last person to say a film and then say another one because people tap out they're like hey I I can't think of any other film and it has to be an actor with a long filmography so like if it's Samuel L Jackson you'll do like 10 rounds because he has acted so many oh films. yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> i come out on that one like <laughs> proper <laughs> that's the youtube oh, that's the online content i can check it out yeah I'll, the film stage check the film stage on a website oh, then i watched so many superstore <laughs> superstore what do they call those things panels like everywhere anywhere any anything any yes they have panels also <laughs> i was even thinking like superstore is my star wars i just consume more more i <laughs> i am about i could qualify to write a book about that show at this point <laughs> <laughs> what season is it on now? It's it's finishing its fifth season. <laughs> so Yo, that's that, new. That is my I haven't seen it, I think since since season 3 I should oh, catch up on that. What you guys should yeah, catch yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's as well. Oh my god, I shall compile them for you don't worry. I'm all stocked up on Christmas stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But the last thing I'll see is going to be very similar to to Tim's, which is general people mm. stuff, because eh, mm. like general pleasing things. And somehow these movies, these studio movies, are enjoyable because that's the only thing people are able to watch. I watch. Yeah, it's what yeah. they are. Yeah, what they are, they prefer watching. They're used to watching. They go to watch that in cinemas. So yes, yeah. so but but mm. then also like you said, like trying to to cure it for someone. There's things you can miss. You can do many more. Eh. It's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> it can even make you hate a movie. It makes you hate a movie immediately. It's brutal. Brutal. It's even. I think it's harder than. Doing a proper festival because there you know that people are this, this one, like people yeah. have very specific things. Oh, oh, oh. So I and and, and you know it's worse. Mm. You, you know it's worse. You know it's worse when you're when you're like always like shitting on people's movies and they are probably that is maybe you maybe call out a movie. This movie is not that good for this and this reason. Yeah. And you yeah. can program and put something and they're like, now we have you. This is not our <laughs> exactly. shit. This is. <laughs> 
sisters watch for like every micro facial expression because like they they know when deep down i'm shitting on a movie you know when i try not to say shit and i'm like nah, let's let's enjoy the thing they're like nah you're <laughs> on this movie <laughs> i know so the one that was that I, that worked the most well for me was game night game Ooh, night yeah. so well like i would encourage like anyone would love that the one that missed that i was shocked about was knives out knives out didn't work for me with people like they weren't into <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, but... okja worked so well like 100% yeah. crazy rich asians yeah. also went well um i mm. tried i tried network the 1970s network i was just playing myself <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> no i don't i don't get anything for people <laughs> okay i was like anything that. before the 2000 not was time exactly <laughs> i want <laughs> to just see the picture and switch off man okay. <laughs> i was like hey. i was I, i was thinking let me not limit you never know Eh, no, it didn't work. <laughs> My savior, though, has been Mark Wahlberg. Anything Mark Wahlberg is in his comedy, yeah. they work. I did Instant yeah. Family. The other guys went so well. Even Daddy's Home went so well. The pain and yeah. Gain, Pain and Gain went very well. Oh, yeah, we watched that as well recently. Yeah, so eh, those ones, like, we watch as with people. If you just make people happy and you're like, yeah, I made a good choice. But, eh, man. Like I I I look forward to watching movies on my own at peace on the weekend and I go back to my black and white in peace. <laughs> I just want to go back. Have <laughs> you seen how out of touch you are, man? <laughs> I know, I know. Reality check. Yeah. The reality yeah. check. I don't know if there's anything you guys wanted to point out uh before we to wrap up tiktok yeah. the tiktok stuff because oh, there's always yes. like I, I, yeah yes like like minus minus like all the like okay yeah, there are those the, the lip syncing videos and all that the dance videos mm. but they're like those really cool videos where people do really cool creative stuff so mm. i really i i got the app signed up i haven't followed anyone really but i just scroll through looking for really dope stuff and yeah okay. that's been something like What are what are the stuff you would recommend? I don't know their names per se, but then they're like they're like the videos are there's one video where a guy made like an Ant-Man simulation where he kind of did the, the whole thing of him being big and then he shrunk himself. You there are those and they, it's very it looks very real. I don't know how to describe them. Very technical videos. There was actually Ugandan where they were talking about how how we shall be when the lockdown is done nice. and the whole tiktok was in reverse it was in reverse so he comes walks out of his room and then his clothes begin flying on him and all that and then at the end of the tiktok he's not ready to go out to party so that's the stuff <laughs> that i really enjoy seeing and i also i also got the app i don't have a good camera though but now so from time to time i play around with like small small clips mm-hmm. like for film make i feel it So it's a great great resource with the music and everything it's amazing I've I've yeah, been, that's it. I've been also exploring TikTok a bit but mostly for 
not not for really creative stuff mostly for funny stuff mm-hmm. there's there's a guy who's in Kavale his 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 videos go on twitter from time to time a guy in Kavale who's just doing a lot of commentary on lockdown and he's hilarious he just uses the fact that ruchiga sounds very he yes just is a typical mm-hmm. muchiga type of thing yeah, i think i've seen clips i think i've seen clips you've seen those clips and then there's yes, another yeah. one coming out of a motoro like eh, like people are going actually harm in on on um, on tiktok and i also realized masake i i had do you know i'd forgotten that masake came up from being funny but tiktok is actually yeah. fully funny <laughs> i fully forgot like when i watched her tiktok yeah. i proper remembered she came from the whole uh i was what she was knocked by a rolex or something by with no, yeah, yeah, a range rover range rover while going for a rolex she was a range rover girl yes like <laughs> a lot of like she's so famous now that that had i'd completely forgotten and because i would only see images of her on instagram like seeing proper content i was like oh, yeah. this girl is funny so tiktok is good yes <laughs> and there are a lot there are a lot of ugandans there like uh, celebrities and whatnot also joining. Yeah, like they're also making it a thing, though not all of them, are, I don't find all of them funny. Again, some of the, like I, I don't know, like I feel you have, you have all the capabilities like of editing and all that and mixing the sound and you sample do really basic stuff. I know it gets likes, but for me, usually I go for the guy, people who I see pushing their, they're breaking the app apart basically with their TikTok. I think it looks like they've broken the app and then yeah. something insane so that's the stuff but it's really good it's something that has carried me through oh that's nice um i also, I also think we should talk about like a, how a lot of things are cancelled now like how the year in movies is completely changed for us now yeah yeah the festivals yeah. and all that all the festivals also oh, i went apple past i kept thinking mm-hmm. of Luke Manali mm-hmm. and his film man i know After Even Yuhi, Yuhi, uh, Yuhi, Yuhi Amuli. Yeah. Oh yeah, but he finished his, he had one, mm. I think. So I'm also looking forward to watching that, but again, well, there's also, <laughs> I think, I think his film is called Test of Our Land. Yes. Something, I think, Test of Our Land. Yeah, so, those are, when yeah. was it supposed to come out? Like, no, I think, I think when, I think he was planning to, do something but then i think by the time the lockdown happened i think he was just coming back to the country mm. from yeah. winning the award and all that so yeah yeah there are those movies and also christopher nolan tenet what did you guys think of the rolex movie big thing like a couple weeks ago got like really good reception So a lot of comments like, yes, like the like good Ugandan content, what? So like, yeah, I'm curious what you guys thought about the movie. I thought yeah. it was uh, Should I go? Yeah, go, okay, you go. go. You go, you Tim. go, you go. No, you go, Sharon, you go. <laughs> Tim, you're going to say something more sensible, you know. I'd rather okay. pick it back off. Are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, I was going to say that uh, for the Rolex thing, uh, I, I was hyped to see it. And I like the production value and the te- technical aspect of it more than mm-hmm. the narrative because the narrative felt like it was, okay, it's a, they're trying to do a short film, but it felt like a scene in what should have been a bigger movie as, as opposed to being its own. Okay, there's a beginning, middle, and end, but I didn't, I didn't feel 
the the motivations and like the you know the 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 ramifications they really didn't feel very much mm. you know an emotional level but technically it was brilliant i liked the way it was shot yeah, i didn't yeah. really look so much into the crew because i think i've seen it once but technically it's really good it shows that at least production value wise can do good stuff in uganda but i don't even feel it could have been fleshed out and even the title the title Maybe they made that cause of the poison, but I don't know. The title could have been a bit different. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Those are, I think, my views. I think it yeah. was nice. I didn't, uh, I thought it was good. I think it's a good showcase that you can do something bigger. Yeah. Yes. 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 I think it would. I, I don't yeah. know if that was what they were aiming for, but I think it really serves this purpose that they can go bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. It, mm. So I didn't live with much, like I like I'd forgotten about it, which is a bad thing. But uh, mm. <laughs> but when I watched it, that's what <laughs> that's mm. what I came out with. Like, oh, they're showcasing what they can do, which is nice. Because so, yeah. yeah. it's all at night and it looks good. That it's big. yeah, it's really well shot. It's super well shot. So I like that. It's true. And I, there was a. What do you think? thing that I like. Wait, what was it? Um, continue, continue, continue. Hmm. I don't have my thoughts. Continue. No, you're saying there's a narrative thing. No, no. I'd asked, I'd, I'd asked Joel to, to jazz, to, to give us his view, but I didn't know you were continuing. You can continue. Yeah. So the thing finish. is, I remember being impressed by one yeah. narrative choice, but I don't remember the narrative choice. So what I'm saying is not relevant. First continue, Joel. <laughs> Yeah, so I think for me, yeah, like like Sharon, I saw it more a nice as more of like a nice showcase. I like the the dinginess of like also also like the way and how underlit the street was. Uh, yeah. it, was, it, was it was very calm, vibe. It wasn't like flooded with lights and stuff, which could be a very easy thing for someone to like go for. So I I like the atmosphere of it. The story didn't get as much out of it. it was pretty predictable, almost Tarantino esque. What what's that what's that movie uh where everyone kills each other at the end? Um Reservoir we did like the first movie. Yeah 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 it was basically like yeah <laughs> it was a lot like Reservoir Dogs where like yeah you, you sort of catch on with the whole Rolex poison thing and that just double triple crosses yeah. but it was fun the actors they had were fun that that main guy the boss yeah that dude was a dude yeah, was yeah. um and yeah like like, like I'm, I'm actually trying to like help sharon trace what narrative thing was interesting could i guess it could i okay you, yeah, what, what was it yeah it, guess it though guess it it might be the same one i'm, I'm, I'm trying to think is it the one when uh they come to the house and there's like that shot i don't know if it's in the, if that's narrative or that's, okay, it might be technical mm-hmm. but like instead of showing the actual shooting mm-hmm. they kind of like come in and then there's like that crane shot they do and like they show like the, the lighting in the room that was, yeah there was that I, I don't know if that's narrative. That might be more stylistic. <laughs> no, I remembered what I like. I remember I like that they didn't. They did the whole. Uh, I'm sorry, I've hyped you guys for this small thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remembered that I liked that there were a lot of not a lot. I think there were uh-huh. like two scenes where they didn't use words but they used actions. So mm. I remember being proud of them for doing that because a lot of the times they would rather the people spell it out like in that point where they are trying to show that they're going to rip off that guy. I found it to be yeah. I, I think they I found it well executed like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They did it just with their. They're just communicating with their eyes, like oh, with oh, eyes so and was, movement yeah, and separation of money. It was a very good scene. I liked it. So that's yeah. a scene which, if they were, as if it, it would work so well as a whole, it would work so well as a whole film. They cut it short in. Yeah, the feature. Yeah. 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 Uh, could I ask also? Could um, I ask? Uh, mm. Another Ugandan one. Did you guys see Chifaro, the Dillman dealer shot? Oh no, sadly not yet. Dillman. Dillman, you should check yet. it out. But it's really cool. Mm. It's his usual Afrofuturism. And it's actually mm. on YouTube, this Afrofuturism. And it's mm. kind of like he's now actually using real witchcraft. Like he's trying to now present it in Afrofuturism. Of mm. how, like, say, uh, a witch doctor, like, and because it involves, like, cheating. Okay, there's like a couple who are not loyal to each other, they are kind of in this weird space and the guy doesn't trust us. So he goes to like this witch doctor and he kind of, he, he, I think the, their version of the hex in that film, of like a hex or like a curse in that film, and they send like this drone to seek out and kill the oh. people who are like cheating, like he could go to a witch doctor and he sends the drone out to go and out basically a cheating level or something of the sort. But in this one, there's kind of a twist where they kind of now send it back to the guy, you know, like just help usually play around with witchcraft and you can send this and would one send it back. But now he's doing it in sort of like drone way. It was really using technology essentially. Okay. It was really cool. As far yeah, as you check nice. it out. It's on YouTube. Mm, I, I saw it, I advertised it, shared it, but I somehow didn't watch it. Yet it's so short. I'm embarrassed, but I watched yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to point out before we close? Ten it, ten it. Ma'am just said that. <laughs> You're sad about you don't know Christopher. How much you don't know how much FOMO. <laughs> I'm really Christopher Nolan. Like I, uh, I, I had. I've never <laughs> been this high in my life. <laughs> ah, the man is supposed to be getting his his Oscar finally, best director. So. Bambi. <laughs> Hopefully. That's why I'm really I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to seeing it, <laughs> but I don't know if he's going to allow to like maybe release it on streaming. Or he's just going to wait and do like the other movies until next year or something. But that's probably it's, the one thing I would say, movie wise, yeah. generally that I'm not happy about. <laughs> hmm, Bambi. <laughs> yeah, Bambi. I'm I'm I there's no particular movie which I feel like I was following and I'm sad it didn't come out like I I look at those but I'm like you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep yeah. wondering how we're going to have a phase like if corona ends and maybe everything is fine in September we'll have so many mm. releases at the same time we're going to be bombarded by things. <laughs> uh, but again, it's it's again weird. Mm. It's again weird how how like this whole thing might also like affect like cinema going. 
it's like social distancing. Mm. I know that yes. like, so imagine the future exactly. they open up and you can't go to the cinema till like twenty, sometime in twenty twenty one. That communal experience of like, okay, we don't do it as much these days, but then I think for some people they're really going to miss that in case the things aren't the mm. vaccine isn't there and people aren't sorted by that time. Yeah, but it will be interesting to see how the cinema going thing is going to work and people are not getting used to the streaming and all that. I don't know. I want to see yeah. how, how this is also going to shift things afterwards, after this whole yeah. uh, global yeah. crisis. Yeah. Have you guys seen uh, even Airtel TV is out now? You've seen Airtel TV? Yeah, and there's even a, there are a lot of Ugandan films actually when I actually mm-hmm. went to check it. So there's wait, a lot of, there's a, there are a lot of options platform wise now. I see the advert every day. I see it, but I've never gone forward to check for it. But I'll, since you've said it has a lot of Uganda stuff, I'll try to check it yeah. out. Okay, guys, let us go now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has been our lockdown episode. I'm Sharon. Yeah. I'm hey. Timothy. Mm-hmm. And I'm Joel. We're cinema right here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.